Why do salmon swim upstream despite the threat of the bear? Because laying down the foundation for the next generation is worth the risk. This is the Upstream Podcast hosted by me, Salmon Like the Fish, where guests share their pearls of wisdom that could have only been realized through the journey against the current of life. Your presence here and now is no mistake. Keep your ears and your heart open. There is something for you to gain. All right, welcome back for another episode of the Upstream Podcast with me, Salmon Like the Fish. And uh, joining me today is actually my longest term friend that I've had most consistently throughout my whole life, uh, or I should probably say since like 16, right? Tom wow. Park. Tom Park, right? Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. Long time coming. I don't know, 16? I th- yeah, I've known I think, you since you were 16. Yeah, I think about six, maybe 17. Wow. Yeah. So we were both babies. Yeah. What, what, what were you, about 32 at the time? Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what, 19? <laughs> oh, I think when we met, uh, I was probably a senior in high school. No, I, was, I think I might have been a freshman in college. And at that time, I think you were going to Seton Hall. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was going to Seton Hall. So maybe like 20-ish, yeah. 21-ish. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to have Tom here. This is actually the first time I'm seeing him since, uh, since, since the, since, since the vid, the, yeah. since the vid, so, yeah, the Brona, much. right? Yeah. Um, cause we had saw each other for new years, uh, 2019 into 2020. Correct. And we did nothing fun. We just, yeah. <laughs> we just hung out at the house, which, which was fun anyway, which was fun. <laughs> it, it, not that it wasn't fun, but we did nothing exciting. We just kind of hung out and talked like old people do, yep. which was kind of cool. You know, that's, that's my jam. Yep. Uh, anyone knows me knows that don't call me to hang out for a good time. If you want to have a serious conversation, <laughs> I'm all about it, but like, I don't really care to, you know, party or whatever. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Yep. Um, so, uh, this, uh, episode is going to be called why bands and sometimes friends break up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a good one. Yeah. So I, I think uh, before we kind of get in the topic, I, I think uh, it'd be really good to kind of get for people to understand the context of our, of our friendship. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like I said, I, I mean, I've had friends my whole, I've never been like alone or I didn't have friends, but I've had like pockets of friends for a few years and then my circle of friends would change and so on and so forth. And I think at the time that we became friends, I was just kind of exiting high school and all of my friends moved away. And actually, uh, you know, the activities that I was engaging in with my friends were not healthy activities. I'm not going to go into that because, yeah. you know, I have a professional know. job, you yeah. know, yep. I got you. <laughs> um, but I'm no longer in that space. So I, um, we were both in something called uh, Youth for Christ at the time, which mm-hmm. is like a, a youth group, you know, a Christian-based, Catholic-based youth group. Right. And around the time that we had met, my brother had just gotten a drum set from my parents and oh, that's right yeah, and he was also getting drum lessons that's right and um i really wanted to learn so every time he came home from a drum lesson i would make him teach me what he had learned that day uh so really simple backbeats or whatever yep and at the time you were like the new like, i was the new dude you you were the new dude but yeah. you were like the singing and guitar playing like whiz kit you know so you were playing for everything you know yeah Pretty much. And, you know, what we played for, I mean, when we're talking about music and playing music in the turn, in the context of like a, a youth group, we're talking about like worship. And just for those who don't know, it's basically worship that worship is essentially like uh, Christian music. That's like praying, uh, but it's singing, you know. Right. right. Um, so I think we met when 
Nick DeLeon, our mutual friend, uh, was organized. No, actually, it was, it was Mike, Mike DeLeon. It was Mike. Was yeah. organizing what we call a praise fest. A praise fest, again, is just a gathering of a bunch of people singing songs. It's like a concert, except no drugs or alcohol. Yeah. And nobody flashing yeah. the, the band, you know. <laughs> right. So at that time, you know, I, I was just a beginner drummer. Mike says to me, we need a drummer. And there was, I guess drummers are just always in scarce supply, right? Yeah. So he really took a chance and, and asked me to, to play. And I'm like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. He's like, oh, you'll get, you'll get it. So I went to a couple practices. I think one of the first practices, where did, where did we practice the first time? Was it at the Yambas? No. Where was it? Was it? At, I think it was at Golda's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Golda's. Yeah, Golda's yeah. house. Yeah, uh -huh. she's a singer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Isn't she a model too now or, or something uh, like that? I don't know. Yeah, don't let, know. let's stay away from that topic yeah. <laughs> and not go there too much. But uh, yeah, we, we practiced and uh, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if it was like instant chemistry music wise, but it was pretty good for what it was. Yeah, for what it was. I mean, I wasn't that experienced. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, before, uh, you know, joining the community, uh, I had played, you know, for my church. And you know, it was, you know, it wasn't like anything special, but, you know, when we got together, um, yeah, I mean, I would say that there was a little bit of chemistry and then it kind of, that's sort of what paved the way to, you know, us, I guess, going not so much bigger, but, you know, just being able to share the gift, you know, that we had to, you know. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't even know like when the moment came when we're like, are we friends? Like it just, right. it was, it, it was, just it just kind of happened. We'd hang out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I think it was probably the intermingling between like this campus-based youth group, right? Cause you were at Seton Hall. Right. I was at Kane. Right. Right. And so you sometimes will come to our Kane meetings. Yep. Right. And sometimes mm -hmm. I would go to Seton Hall meetings too. Um, but I remember like we were playing music and I'm like, Oh, I like playing music with a band. I'd never done that before. Mm-hmm. And I remember you would come to a cane meeting at, in Union, I'm like, yo, come to my house in East Brunswick and let's just jam. So whatever was on the radio at that point in time, we, we would just go to my house on my crappy drum set and you would bring your amp and your mic and we would just jam for hours. Yep. No basses, no yep. nothing, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think like a, a real kind of bond started in music. And so like even the years go, had gone on, and then eventually you got you got started into like writing music, you right, know, right. Um, which I thought was awesome because I was super inspired by that because I never thought about writing music. And I think around maybe like within a couple years from there, I started writing my own type of music. Right. I, I will say this. Uh, uh, you are the most talented person that I know personally in terms of music, singing wise, guitar playing wise and lyrically. I, maybe maybe you're not the best in each of those things individually, you know. Because, uh, you know, some people are, uh, uh, they have a, a solo specified skill, right? Whether right. it's singing or playing music right. or writing. But you are like the triple threat in that way, you know? Um, and so I was always really inspired by that. And it even uh, inspired me enough to, actually, the first song that I ever wrote was on your guitar. You don't remember, but I remember it was actually when we were in... Jersey City? No, I think oh. we were in florida at a conference that we were oh. not a conference it was, it was like a, a weekend retreat of some right, sort right 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 and i remember taking your guitar at the time i was in the dashboard confessional yes so yep. i i took yep. your guitar and i screwed up all the tunings <laughs> yeah <laughs> luckily i knew how to yeah, put everything yeah. back I had, and i had and i don't know what compelled me to do it but i remember i hated playing bar chords yeah. and 
and I knew Chris Carabba of Dashboard Confessional messed with his tuning, so I started doing that. So the first song that I ever wrote was actually in an alternate tuning, and it was on your guitar. Mm. On the, which guitar was it? The uh, I think it was my Yamaha. Your, was it your Yamaha, or was it the it was, the one you have? I think it was the one you have now. Really? The Takamini. I think, I'm pretty sure it was the Takamini. Uh, yeah, no, maybe. Yeah, you might be right, because yeah. I had just bought it, or yeah. like it was like fairly new yeah. then. You know what sucks is I don't know the lyrics to that song. I never wrote, and because it was an alternate tuning, yeah, I don't know how to play it. And the only remnant of it exists on a CD that I gave to Nick DeLeon, and he probably doesn't have it. Yeah. I, I've, I've actually wanted to ask him for it to see if he had it, but uh, he's married now. He moved to a different place, so I doubt he has it. But yeah, if yeah, Nick, yeah. if you're hearing this, if you have my CD, can you please bring it back? Help him out. Help him please. out. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and then... I, um, one of the things that I, I, I think got cultivated was my, my uh, uh, a passion that I really had was just sitting with someone one-to-one -one and mm -hmm. just talking. Yeah. And you and I did a lot of sitting and talking one-to-one. A lot. Admittedly, that was all during hookah sessions. Yeah. Um, no, no marijuana, guys. We don't, no, no, we don't no. promote that here. Um, it was tobacco, right? Flavored yes. tobacco. Yes. No nicotine. Either. No mm -hmm. nicotine. Yeah. And this was in Jersey City. This is when you were working at the uh, the beauty well, supply. Yeah, your, your, fam your family yeah. owned a beauty yep. supply shop mm -hmm. in the heart of Jersey City. Yeah, and the places that we would meet up were like in walking distance of that. So yeah, it was perfect. And you were living in Jersey City for a little while too, so it, I like, was. it made it easier for us I to was. meet up. Yeah, yeah. I was. I think uh, when I was in nursing school, I was living in Jersey City. Yep, yep. And then I was working in Jersey City for a little bit, and then oh yeah, then I then I moved back to Jersey City when I be had my first nursing job. I mm -hmm. lived in Jersey City. Right. I think you still had the store by then. We did. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like over those conversations, we had really, I think those conversations kind of formed our kind of vision of our futures, man. Like, I think we talked a lot about relationships, yep. you know, uh, throughout the time that we were friends, you know, there were um, not just like uh, girl relationships. I mean, because I think you and I would talk about, oh, this girl or that girl, you know, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or like our relationships with our guy friends. And, yeah. uh, you know, well, I mean, family. Family. Family was the biggest. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our conversations based on like, you know, just what we dealt with with our own families and stuff. And it was, I think that's where our bond kind of, you know, connected even more because it's very similar, you know? Like, yeah. And so, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, we related, especially with our dads, you know, right. Like, because right. I mean, I love my dad to death. I mean, anything Same. my dad needs from me, like he's got it, you know. And right. uh, and uh, prior to having this conversation, you know, we had that coffee upstairs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My dad bought me that after the hospital because he, he he's funny. Like he's his love language is gift giving. Mm. So that was such an intense experience for him. Like he wanted to show me love, so he got me this Nespresso machine, which has changed my life. If Nespresso to wants to sponsor me, I will talk <laughs> about Nespresso all day long. Because now I don't go to Starbucks or or or. Uh, or Dunkin' Donuts ever, unless yeah. I'm in a pinch. I, it's just, I, I fill up two of those six, 22 ounce coffees a mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. Where is my coffee? I think I finished it. Oh yeah. But, um, but yeah. And, uh, you know, they, I think our fathers show us love in, 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 in different ways way. than, than a lot of yeah. other fathers might, right. you know, so we right. related to that, you know? Yes. And, um, and I, and I think we talked a lot about our futures. I mean, I, I know, uh, both of us at some point like felt kind of lost about what our future was going to be yeah. in a way not oh, yeah. lost as in like desperation right, like, right. but but i mean like just sort of the unknown not knowing where our lives were leading per se yeah yeah i wish into the unknown the song came out around that time because <laughs> that would have really changed our life yeah you know that's an amazing song i don't care what anybody says frozen one is trash <laughs> frozen, frozen two, two is, is high art it is it, it is pretty the, good the the music 
Olaf's song about growing up. Yeah. Oh my God, genius! <laughs> and if any dudes are listening to this and judge me for watching Frozen, come at me. I have I have a Taekwondo <laughs> Judo master right next to me, and I watched it. Too, yeah, so. and he watched. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you hear the the um, Panic at the Disco version? No, but I heard. Dude, I heard about it. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. That guy can sing. Like he oh, yeah. can sing. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan in in the early stages of their band, but like as time went on, and I would hear songs that had his voice in it, I was like, "That's him." Yeah. Wow. He can really sing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he hits notes that Elsa is hitting. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, he, yeah. he didn't change the. I don't think he changed the key. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, maybe we should play that for the outro later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we were always kind of like, you know, what are we gonna do? I think for you, you were always kind of like. Um, you know, kind of thinking about music and like what key, what you yeah. do with music. Yeah, but then yeah. you also, you know, I hadn't mentioned this prior to what I just said, but like Tom Park is a Taekwondo and Judo's master. Like that's a real deal thing. Like Tom could swiftly kill me nah. like with it. So if this recording never goes live, you know, just know that my life has been ended by a Judo chop to the throat, you know, <laughs> but uh, no, but, and your dad is a grandmaster. He is. Yes. So it's so heavily, you know, influenced in your family. And also that was the family business too, aside from the, yep. uh, the beauty, uh, yeah. the beauty supply store. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, you had always been kind of in this um, flux between, do I go for what is in front of me and just pick up where my dad leaves off and, mm-hmm. and follow that legacy? Or do I really pursue music? Mm-hmm. I would say that was probably about 27% of our conversation. Yeah, right. Pretty much. And, uh, and at one point, I think even for me, like with the music stuff, like, I wanted to pursue music. Like I almost didn't go into nursing because I wanted to pursue music. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think when I was a cane, I was a marketing major and a music minor. And, oh and the, yeah, that's right. right. And, and the whole idea of that was I knew I didn't have Tom Park level uh, drumming Dude, skill. I, uh, like just being real, just being yeah, real. Yeah, I, I right. you know I, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm a good drummer when it comes to like um, uh, filling in in a certain style, but I'm not a specialist in any way. Like I couldn't just like hop on to like a gospel drumming, you know, uh, set or whatever. I couldn't just walk into a studio, pick up sheet music and play, but you put me with a band, I get the feel and I can play something that's passable and appropriate for the thing. Yeah. Right. That's called having the ear. For yeah. It. Yeah. So I have more, I guess more of an ear and a feel, but like, I mean, I know plenty of other drummers who are just wicked, you know, and just, it's, it's oh, like yeah. natural. And I don't have the, um, the the uh what do you call this the fortitude to practice drumming i don't mm. enjoy it i don't practice i, I can't stand practicing a paxter pad i need like that's probably why i started taking a piano because i like even if i'm just doing rudiments on the piano mm. there's tone there's sound mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um yeah but i mean so i almost wanted to kind of link up with you on that kind of vision of, of like doing the music thing so we had talked about it for so long yeah yeah you know but um it was it was uh, tough because I think the people that we were around weren't as motivated. I, I think Correct. in that sense, yeah. right? And they had their own kind of vision for yeah, their life. Definitely, yeah. I or mean, was still sort of stuck in that you know what do we do with our lives kind of thing. The way we were, yeah. It's just yeah. we were trying to go in a certain direction, and yeah. you know, it just felt like we were sort of on our own with that. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, I think what was cool was that you know throughout all that we did actually do stuff like. I think the, the, the first thing was doing that walk with me project, mm. you know, like where I was just thinking of that. Yeah. That was a kind of the first thing where we kind of collaborated. I mean, really it was a collaboration between a bunch of people, but right. we were trying to raise money for our friend D's sister who needed a special wheelchair that I think mm. cost like $9,000. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we came pretty close. I think we raised about $7,000 yeah, with that project. Yeah. And mind you, that was all done on garage band, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of a simple microphone. Yeah. 
and you had a couple songs on there. I had a couple songs on there, and and a couple other guys, you know, mm-hmm. chipped in. Which I is still really cool. have CDs. Do you really? Oh, dude, I have that and the other set of CDs. No way. Yeah, like two boxes worth. I think I the ten city CDs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that was even another project that we did, and, right. and that project specifically was to raise funds for a, an organization in the Philippines that was creating housing and programs for right. the poor. Right. You know, and um. I think what was cool about that was the the collaboration. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I realized that I'm less of a musician and more of an organizer. You know, <laughs> yeah, if I if I had to pick which one my strength, organizing is my strength over music. You know, even though I have a passion for music, mm-hmm. but you like, I know uh, that's that's like your. I mean, you have plenty of skills. Like you're kind of like this uh, Bo Jackson. You know, jack of all trades, jack master of all trades. No, I wouldn't say master of none. <laughs> um, but like the things that you do do, you're really good at what you do do when you're doing them, right, you know, right. like sport, you could pretty much play any sport. I mean, you play tennis, you play basketball and like, you're not mediocre at either. Like you're pretty good at both, you know, uh, what else? I mean, the Taekwondo, Judo music, uh, what else? What, I, what else? I you don't got? know. I, I mean, like I said, I I know that I can do things, right? And especially, you know, the whole if you put your mind to it, you can do it kind of thing. Anything that deals with any sort of art, mm-hmm. I think I, you know, can pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to the whole like books and stuff like that, obviously that's not our realm. That's not my realm. Not my family's realm either. You know, like we grew up doing a lot of arts type of stuff. So whether it's music, martial arts, you know, sports you know crafts and you know things like that like we were always good at stuff like that um but yeah i mean growing up that the reason why i was able to do a lot of these things honestly i can attest it to the martial arts that i did in my entire life like i I know how to use my body in in a way that you know can i guess you know kill (laughs) (laughs) never killed anybody i mean i've broken a couple noses but yeah i've never killed anybody but uh but yeah so I don't know. I, I just, you know, I, I think w- with with our relationship and, you know, going back to how we grew up, you know, especially when we were playing music all the time, there were they, obviously the music was there. You know, we knew that that's something that we had a gift for and that it could be offered to others. My whole thing was always to be able to use that music to be able to offer it and help others you know, mentally, physically, you know, whatever excitement, joy, sadness, whatever you want to call it. It was just to uh, give that sharing, you know, to other people. And I, that's where I I loved it so much. That's the reason why I loved music so much. And there were plenty of opportunities um, to, I guess, enhance that, you know, go a little further with it. Um, But you know, life takes over and, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, this, like my life was never easy, you know, and especially when it came to my family, you know, it was always like, I had to be there for them. You know, like I always had to put them first before myself in that way. And I'd realized that or throughout the years, you know, and, and it wasn't me who stated that to me, it was more like other people noticed it and had to tell me, you know, it's like, when are you going to have time for yourself? Like, when are you going to be able to do things for yourself and things like that? And that's where I kind of like, I didn't know. And that's where the whole thing about like where we were going with our lives and, you know, figuring things out came in like forever. And so, yeah, I mean, I had to find other avenues to, you know, be able to sort of uplift myself and find meaning, you know, in the things that I was doing, especially, you know, 
when I when I converted, you know, to Catholicism, you know, after being, you know, part of the Protestant faith for so long, being a Presbyterian and, you know, that that's where I found more meaning, you know, in my faith and stuff like that. But then, you know, in life in general, you know, what my work was going to be, you know, if I was ever going to get married, you know, and all of that stuff just kind of like, I don't know, I, I never had an opportunity to go forward and do anything you know, with quote unquote myself, because I always had to think about somebody else. And so that's kind of where my own life always ended up, you know, being at a halt. And so now, obviously, things are different. You know, I, I have my own school, you know, I, I teach martial arts, um, I do it privately, I do it, you know, in a, in a studio. And, and I, I mean, the music thing, I'll admit has taken a backseat, you know, for quite a while now uh, maybe there's something in me that just kind of changed when it came to that um but you know being with my wife now you know she's always always nagging me she's like you know one of the reasons why you know i i started to you know fall in love with you and things like that was because of your music because of music like i love music and i was like i know and that's why you know i in the beginning stages of our relationship it existed but then over time you know, life just, you know, obviously with the pandemic and everything, it just kind of heightened the need to survive, so to speak. But I guess, you know, with that survival mode, I guess music was not never a part of that because you're only thinking about like financially and like physically and like where we're going to live and what's going to happen with us down the road. Are we going to move? You know, are we going to stay in New Jersey? Are we going to move out of state? You know, mm. it was just a lot of this stuff started kicking in. That's where the music kind of took a back seat. And so I, I know, you know, a lot of people, just like you say, you know, like saying that I have that skill and that, and that gift, especially when it comes to music, I know I do, but you know, I always come with this attitude of like, there's always somebody better out there than me. And yeah. so yeah, it, I don't put myself down per se, but I guess I just, maybe I don't bring it to another level because I don't know, you know, like I don't know what's, what it's going to do for me. Is it going to help my life? I think that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Like, is it doing anything? Is it doing anything for my life? Is it going to benefit my family's future? It's almost yeah. like a utility. Exactly. Yeah. It's sad, yeah. but you know, that's I, where I'm at. I, I think, uh, I've, I've said this to you and I've said this to many people. Uh, if I had maybe 70% of the talent you had, right. I, I, I would be, I would be like uh, doing every open mic I could, you know? Yeah. So it, I think it's like, um, and then, you know, I think around this time, like uh, I had, I think our mind shifts were a little bit different, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I think my, my mindset was uh, I need to become all that I need to become uh, all that God has made me to be and anything that's in the way it needs to go, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it's interesting. Like the, I'm going to challenge you a little bit and yes. this is no, yeah. no offense. I don't no, want to get no, judo no. chopped, you know, You're but, good. uh, you know, the challenge is, you know, they're the way we think it's, it's a choice, you know, like, so when you say like, uh, the words, I had to do this, I had to think about other yeah. people. Right. You didn't have to do anything. Right. Right. Like you didn't have to come here today. You know, like it, right. these are things were, were like all choices. And, and I think I had been in that stage in my life where at one point, like, this is just who I am and this is my lot in life and this is what I have to do. But it wasn't until I, I think two things that changed me 
very much so was one was um finishing nursing school because mm-hmm. I, I thought that i had like a limited amount of intelligence you know and or or ability to do well in school mm-hmm. until I have this like knife to my throat where you have to have a 80 or a minimum grade or else you fail. Mm-hmm. And the way I was seeing nursing school was like, this is life and death. If I don't pass this, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. Like I'm going to be in this like bottomless pit and I'm going to fall forever. Yeah, that I remember was, yeah, those stories. Yeah. That, and that's why, I mean, I have people to this day that I'm not f- really as close with because like, you know, we have a good friend, a mutual friend. I won't mention their name now, mm. but like I didn't go to their wedding because I had an exam on that Monday mm. and I could not go. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was barely hanging on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. test to test. I mean, all I did was sleep, eat and study. Yeah. I had minimal social I time. Yeah. I might have seen you like four or five times yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You know, and then um, every time I saw you, that's all you were talking about. The, the thing that you kept saying to me all the time while you were in nursing school was, dude, I think I failed. Yeah. And, and I, I was uh, like, dude, I don't think you failed. Oh, yeah. See, but you wouldn't you didn't know because you weren't in it. You know what right, I mean? Right, and right. so like I was I literally passed my last semester by like maybe two points, you know, mm-hmm. Um. So that really kind of changed my mind. So I'm like, oh my gosh, if you work hard, you know, and, and you persist, like you can achieve something, yeah. you know? Yep. And then the other thing that really changed my mindset was this, um, uh, was the Philadelphia marathon that we did right. uh, back in, I think 2006 oh, or seven. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, you came with the wrong shoes. You can't blame yourself. I mean, you, and you That's didn't train, you, know? <laughs> you, had, you had other things going on. You weren't training, but yeah, I, yeah. I remember being asked to do that and never running more than a mile in my life. And now being asked to do this, no one typically does a marathon without having done a couple 5Ks, a half marathon. Yep. Usually people just kind of do a 5K or, mm-hmm. you know, but given the training schedule, I started following it. And after like six, seven weeks, realized, oh my gosh, if you exercise, you feel better, you look better and mm-hmm. your thoughts are better. Mm-hmm. Like no one ever told me this. So like my, those two things kind of just like changed my whole outlook on things. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, uh, and I think around that time, like, you know, our, 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 kind of priorities and our and our mindsets were kind of shifting in a way you know because I, I couldn't be that anymore and I know for me like I was always so uh, like I, I I wished so much for you at the time that you would shift that you know like I had to yeah. do this for my family right you know and you know there's something called um, family systems theory mm-hmm. right and so this is a, a therapy style mm-hmm. so what happens in family systems theory let's say you have a mother a father a brother or sister mm-hmm. uh, father is the head of the household but let's say, hypothetically speaking, in this fake family, the father dies. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens in family systems theory is that one of the remaining family members ends up taking more of the head role in mm-hmm. the family. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the son. It could be the daughter. It could be right, right. It could be the wife. Or it could be multiple of them taking different parts of that person, you know, of the father. You know, so it's like, it's almost like... Um, like a ship has a hole, uh, a hole in it and it gets plugged in by whoever, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think we talked about earlier how, you know, like with your family, your parents would talk to you about things, you know, not yeah. necessarily your brother and your sister. Right. And I mentioned this, but I'm going to mention it now too, is, is like, and I think that's because you were like the path of least resistance, mm-hmm. you know, cause your sister and your brother would have a visceral reaction of some sort and, right. and your parents, well, probably more specifically your dad. Right wouldn't want to deal with it as much yeah it, it was both but oh, yeah, yeah mostly my dad mostly um, my dad. but yeah but because like you were the path of least resistance you know that's where they went you know right and so i i saw that for you you know and and that was kind of it was tough for me to see as your friend and i'm sure and by the way this isn't like i was so good in my life and and i saw this struggle i, I had it. plenty and i still have plenty of sh- mm-hmm. stuff yeah. i need to deal yeah, with yeah. you know i get it though you know I get it. but um 
but yeah but i i think the the time period where like our relationship started to kind of veer off was i think getting married i um i me getting married not you mm-hmm. even though you're married now yeah. but um and i remember like not just you but a bunch of people really stopped contacting us mm-hmm. and it was interesting because nothing really changed except for the fact that we were now living together yeah. like it wasn't like we had a child uh and 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 that's got more complicated or i was working more hours it was mm-hmm. just that and I remember talking to you sometime after getting married, and you were, and you said, "Oh, I haven't been in touch. I just assumed you were busy." Yeah, yeah, and and a, and a, it's not just you. A bunch of people thought that, yeah. but I think that was kind of like where, you know, it's funny, man. I thought growing up, like the goal is to get a job and get married, and then you get to spend time with your friends because mm-hmm. now you have money and less, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like you yeah, can yeah, actually yeah, do yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I found getting married, like it's like I have less and less friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say less and less friends, but like probably. Uh, better quality because I'm, I'm really making efforts to be in touch with people, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, versus just having a bunch of acquaintances all over the place. But, um, I think one, one thing that was good about our relationship was that it, it meant enough to me that we had, we had some kind of issue. We're not going to bring it up now, but like where I was able to talk to you kind of on, 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 a, on kind of like a man to man level, like, mm-hmm. Hey, I was offended by this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think this was right. Like what happened here? let's talk. And we actually went on a walk, like a, like a date, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and, and we had a real heart to heart. And, and I I think up until that point, I don't think I really ever had that with anybody where I'm like, Hey, this is my issue. Um, let's talk about it. And then, and then we resolve that, you know, and then time goes on, I get married and then like kind of the, for whatever reason, it just kind of drift, but then we still kind of hung out and stuff. We still did stuff with music here and there. Um, but you know, we had those two projects. We had the walk with me thing. We had the 10 cities thing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we actually started like doing some music together, like even collaborating on things, right? which I thought was really cool. And the, the things that I'm going to bring forward, like where we get into the meat and potatoes of things is, is really, um, there are a lot of things that I, I know are my own issues and my own personality character flaws okay. that can really, um, make or break my relationship with other people, whether it's with you, whether it's my wife, whether it's my kids, friends, workplace issues, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I realize that these are all my issues. So as we're talking about these things, these are not things like you need to change this. This is not cool. You know, um, in, in talking about the topic of why bands break up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why do bands break up? Uh, usually it's money. It's, it's, uh, uh, differences of, st- of, uh, of uh, creative style, you know, mm-hmm. people grow in different people grow in different ways, or there's like resentments mm-hmm. uh, and whatever, and it's a shame, man. Like all these good bands that we liked growing up are no longer together. I mean, I th- I think of all the R and B bands that I really liked, and yeah, then one of them yeah. goes solo, and then yeah. it just ruins the whole thing. Yeah. Like I loved One Twelve. I didn't really care so much for Slim. Like, <laughs> like you know, like <laughs> that's true. He was all right, but I mean, One Twelve, Cupid, mm-hmm. freaking amazing. I remember when that song came on the radio, and I was like, "What is this weird drum beat? Like, it sounds like drops of water." Yeah, but it was dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Street. What happened to Black Street? You I know. know. Drew Hill, I mean, Cisco yeah. went on his own, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, the thong song, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, Drew Hill, we don't even talk anymore. Oh right. my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who's a more recent one? Um, uh, Omarion started his own thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I, I I'm talking about all R and B stuff, but right. I mean, it happens in in bands as well. And um, and I, and I realize, like you know, as as we get into uh, for me personally, um, I'm very much 
offended easily, which you've known this is a character of flaw yeah, of, yeah. of my. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? Screw you, man. <laughs> Case in point. What'd you say? You're confirming my own assumption of myself, my own characterization of I myself. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yes. No, but that, that and, I, and I know for me, like, um, it's funny. I had a, a friend, a good friend, actually, on this podcast uh, in the first season. Mm. His episode was called You're Dead to Me. Because mm. it's it's very much easy for me when I'm offended by someone or something, even though there's been a bunch of good in that relationship for me to say, you know what? Dead to me. Cancel culture, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that happens on the macro level with like, you know, you see these like stars or companies and they do something that right. media or cancels them mm -hmm. or people cancel them. Uh, so it was interesting. My, I'll kind of recap my conversation with Mute is his name. Okay. Um, we had been friends for years, you know, and I mean, we didn't hang out all the time, but we always had like a really good understanding of each other. We mm -hmm. always, it's funny, we kind of vibe on the whole emo thing. Okay. And uh, we understand each other in that sense. He's also an artist. He's a photographer and, you know, painter, you know, really talented guy. And so he was trying to um, start doing more photography work. So, you know, that's my friend. So I want to support him. So at my job, I had asked uh, if I can get a photographer, a photographer to come in to do kind of like this, um, you know, like during the pandemic, they were taking pictures of uh, like healthcare workers in masks. Mm -mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh -huh. So I wanted to kind of highlight, you know, um, some of the staff that worked with us. It was kind of just like my own thing at my job that I wanted to do to kind of highlight what the company was doing. Because, I mean, substance abuse didn't stop, you know, during the pandemic, it just got worse. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a lot of new patients, a lot of overdoses, you know, a lot of close deaths, you know. So I had asked Mute to come in and do pictures for us with the approval of, of my boss. And the day comes, he doesn't show up. I text him. I say, hey, man, where you at? And he's like, I'm not going to show up. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and immediately I was like, yo, F this guy. Like, mm. I was pissed because it made me look bad. Right, you know? right, right, right. Uh, and, you know, if you didn't want to come, you should have texted me earlier. Right. So at least I could have not looked like an ass, you know, yeah. to my boss. So I didn't. I was like, he's dead to me. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then what ended up happening was, you know, a couple of weeks went by and then I saw something about cancel culture. But it was talking about, again, like companies or or. or famous people and right. all this kind of stuff and then i and and so it was like i think it might have been a sermon actually and then they were talking about it and and i was realizing you know what like on the smaller level on the mac on the micro level i canceled this guy who's done nothing wrong to me like ever since we've met you've only been good vibes you know mm -hmm. but this one event happens and i didn't even tell him that i was mad so i asked if we can have a conversation and we facetime that was weird that was another thing too that happened during the pandemic a lot of facetiming yeah definitely. um so we FaceTime and we talked for like an hour and a half, you know, and, uh, and I expressed him was like, Hey, I want to listen. I wanted to talk to you about this because, you know, um, I, I almost canceled you. And he's like, what do you mean, Sal? Like, what do you, why are you being emo? You know? Mm. So I had expressed to him like, yeah, you know what? Like I realized you've been nothing but good to me over the past few years. We've known each other and I, you're a good dude. And I don't know what happened as to why you, you know, didn't show up. And, uh, if I didn't tell him, how I felt, I would have not known the reason why. Hmm. And for him, like he had been struggling with over, uh, uh, what's the word I'm saying? Over committing. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Because okay. of fear of judgment if he was to say no. Right. You know, like he's a, he was a yes guy. But then, you know, because I, I understand because I, you know, I also have that kind of emo vibe. Like he would get like uh, kind of emotionally in a place where he probably shouldn't be working. He probably should have taken time to himself and to his family, okay. but he would overcommit. And so that day he realized, I'm just going to, I'm not going to say no to every, I'm not going to say yes to everything anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I just happened to be a casualty 
for uh, that. Right. Okay. You know, I understand. And so we had a really great conversation. He's like, yo, Sal, I love you, man. Like you're my boy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you, you too. I'm glad that we had this conversation. So then we had the podcast about it. Hmm. So that being said, I mean, we've only had one time where I really expressed like something that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we got over that. And, and I think that's really good because I think what happens in a lot of relationships, whether it's uh, friends, you know, re- you know, intimate relationships or, you know, uh, groups of people or bands, whatever, uh, a lot of things can go unsaid. And then just like resentment breeds. And for me, uh, resentment breeds like a freaking uh, fungus, you know, and, mm-hmm. it, and it'll stay forever. Um. So I'll, I'll tell you, this is not. This is really probably the most difficult okay. episode because I'll tell you what what had triggered me. Uh, I hate that word triggered. It's such a stupid word, yeah. you know. But what what had kind of sparked kind of resentment for me was um, I had seen your um, your episode that you did with this group. It was like a Sunday morning worship, a Saturday morning worship group. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. And what the the first thing to st- Spark my, you know, resentment was the title. The title of your episode was called Author of Life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, Author of Life. Okay. And then I listened to it further. I don't know if you remember. I have the email somewhere. I don't, I, I don't want to be dramatic and pull it up. But do you remember? Uh, well, I don't know if you remember, but I'll just say it was, I found it in my email and that was probably about nine ten years ago no maybe even longer okay longer than that probably like 12 13 years ago okay i sent you an email and i was like hey man i wrote these lyrics like why don't we work on this song together yeah yeah Yeah. and you were like cool let's do it so like that was the first song i think you and i had ever done together where it wasn't just like me throwing in a word or two Mm -hmm. it was literally here are the lyrics and then you were like all right and you were kind of like jengling the lyrics into a chord progression Mm -hmm. and with melody Mm mm-hmm and it's like almost verbatim, you know? And I thought that was so cool because I'm like, yo, we actually did it. We wrote a song together. I think maybe another song, uh, Less For Me, I think was kind that, of- That was all you. Less For no, Me was well, definitely I mean, it, all it you. was you doing the, the, but it was the same. It was you doing the the guitar and, okay. and, the, and the melody. Mm-hmm. Like you were very good at that. And I, I think um, one thing that I, I see in our, in our dynamic as like a, as a group was that I was very good at like, um, kind of having like a general idea and you would always be able to kind of synthesize it into music, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so I took a lot of pride in that song, Author of Life. And, and for me, that song was- Was it Author of Life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll, I, I, can send, I can show you the email later. Yeah, show it to me because <laughs> I don't remember. But um, that that song, I mean, I don't write many songs because I can only write a song when I'm really depressed. I'm, I, I, I've, I've written, okay. I think, one song out of joy and it was called Four Years Strong and that was- for right. my, our, our four year anniversary, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I'm gonna talk about later and I'll, and I'll share it with you, okay. just how deep this gets for me. Okay. Um, but uh, when I saw that, I saw that, I didn't think, I was like, oh, all right, I didn't get any credit for that, that's okay. You know, but then, then I got uh, a text message and it was the song recording from a friend of ours that was doing the mixing and the mastering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I, I, put, I put Tom's song into, we, we recorded Tom's song. Right. And. I didn't want to sound bitter because this person doesn't know me very well that that they know like all the sides of me. Yeah, yeah. So I had this passive aggressive kind of comment that he would have never known was passive aggressive. But what I said was, it's so nice to hear a song that I wrote come to life in Tom's voice oh, and mm-hmm, guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but inside I'm like, yo, motherfucker, can't get, can't get any credit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I think when we were playing as a band, 
uh, I always felt like in the shadows, which is, I'm a drummer. Like, that's what I expect. I'm the backbeat. Like, you don't have to know me. You don't have mm -hmm. to hear me. Like, it's not my job to shine. It's my job to kind of um, make the music come alive yeah, rhythmically, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. and I'm good with that. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly good with that. And it was funny because I think you would always say stuff like, oh, you got the good looking guy in the background, you know, like, like all oh, the girls like the drummer. I'm like, no, no girls like the drummer. I'm still single, man. Like <laughs> back then. But um, yeah, it, it was it was funny, like, because I always like, saw you as like the spotlight guy. And, you know, and, and I think the reason why the author of life thing got me was we were playing something called Catholic Underground. And this was mm. down South Jersey. I, I don't know. It was Piscataway. Yeah. But it was in a gym. Right, 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 right. And uh, and I remember when you were talking about author of life, you're like, uh, yeah, so when I wrote this song, da, 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 da. And I'm like, yo, we wrote that song together. And like, those are, and, and, and in regards to like the lyrics and, and me writing music, I can only write when I'm like in that space, like of that spiritual struggle for me mm -hmm. where it's like dark. And, and so that's what that came out of. You know, this took a lot of like prayer and reflection in terms of bringing this up, right? And, and trying to figure out why it got to me. And so, you know, thinking about like uh, someone else saying that they wrote this song and and, and uh, when it was like a part of my struggle gets me. But if I'm an artist, let's say I, I'm using the term very loosely sure, here, sure. but just for just for uh, conversation's sake. And if I'm an artist and a, and a kid, you know, who's struggling spiritually says, "That's my song." Like those lyrics, that's me. I'd be touched. You know, it's it's so it's 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 a strange kind of dichotomy. So, I, I mean, when talking with my wife about it, I'm like, you know, sometimes maybe someone has like, sometimes memories are, don't serve us very well. I, actually, you know, um, so sometimes we can look back and then the memory that we think we have was kind of almost like manufactured in time and mm -hmm. then we forget. And then based on how our memory serves us, we think that this is what happened when it's not actually what happened. So that was kind of like, I was like, maybe that's what happened, maybe like, he, he thought that he wrote it and it's just been persistent because I can't see Tom as someone taking credit for something that was not solely on his yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, and I think for me that the, the deepness of, of like not getting credit for music stuff, it's this bad, was um, you were you, you were at the 10-year anniversary? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember that there was a song that Arlene and I, and I danced to that our friend uh, Christian had recorded? Yeah. So that was four years strong, but then what Christian did, and you know, Christian to this day, he's like one of my best friends, man, just such a good dude. Mm -hmm. and, and like really, what he did was, uh, he took the song that I wrote for Arlene, uh, recorded it on piano, and changed the lyrics and sang it to 10 years strong, that, because he couldn't be there at the anniversary. It makes okay. me wanna cry just thinking about yeah, it, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that's what was played, and I swear in the background, behind me, I heard someone say, Oh, I heard Tom Park wrote this song. What drove it? I, and it was such a good moment because I'm I, I'm I'm surrounded by everybody that I I love. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, people from different parts of my life. You know, from community, from some from school, some from uh, the CrossFit gym. You know, because it's like ninety percent of my friends today yeah, because yeah. that's just where I go all the time. Um, but I had all these people, and then I'm hearing this song that someone actually recreated of my man it sounds vain but like someone recreated my song right and then out of love like sent it back to me because they couldn't be there it was just such a good moment and when i heard someone behind me say that it i, I was pissed because i'm like this is my song yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. yeah and so um and i don't know where that's 
I, I hate to make this sound. I usually don't talk this much on my end, you know, when I have a guest. Mm-hmm. But just just to kind of express the whole thing. I think for me, a lot of this kind of comes from like the way I grew up and I would do something good or I would do something that I thought was good. And, you know, my dad would not pay me as much attention mm-hmm. as my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, and or, or like I would do something that's huge and uh, at least for me and not get the acknowledgement from either my mom or my dad. So I think that was part of it. But I think also with music, it because it was so personal for me, mm-hmm. um, anything that I write is 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 super personal. It's not like let me write a poem about something fluffy. It's usually written in some like kind of pain of right. some sort. Right. I've, I've written plenty of those, too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of one, one of those songs for you is. Um, uh, uh, let it go. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that song. I think I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Uh, uh, well, how did the lyrics go? Um, shoot. Let's think about it right now. On the spot. Come to life? No. And uh, Gotta realize there's oh, yeah, 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 more yeah, to yeah. life than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, you didn't tell me what that song was about. Mm-hmm. But I know. Uh, um it was just this uh, feeling like when's, when's it going to be like my time? I've been waiting, you yeah. know, like I, I, I knew viscerally like the struggle because we had been such good friends and I knew your story probably more than most people, I think, you know, uh, to my estimation, estimation, you know. And so when you would write these songs, like you didn't even have to tell me, you know, like right. I, I knew what they were about. Yeah. Um, uh, there I go again. Mm-hmm. You know, and, wow. and like, I yeah, yeah I'm, that's actually, I want to re-record that actually. But, um, what's it want, want more than what I have. I'm uh, never satisfied. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Impatient is how I get. When will it be my time? Mm-hmm. There I go again. Always. I gotta, I gotta start. There I go again. Always searching. Again. It's uh, been so long. I don't even know if I remember. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. Matter of fact, when I was in the hospital, man, I was actually trying to play. I was trying to figure out cause there was a guitar there. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how to play, um, my child. Like mm. these songs, like, if I if I can have um, it might sound vain again but whatever yeah, yeah. If, if there if I could make a, a soundtrack to my life you know those songs would be there you know mm-hmm. like especially my child like that's such a deep song you know um, so I, I I think for me like that was that was like boom and then it just kind of like lit off like other mm-hmm. kinds of resentments like mm-hmm. you know like uh, this person doesn't know I'm sharing this, so I won't even mention their name. Yeah. But like, even like with the 10 cities project, you know, the 10 cities thing was something that was to benefit like people from the Philippines and that right. in, with that thing. But a mutual person that we know uh, calls me up and says, Hey man, I want to talk to you about your, your music project. And, uh, and I say, yeah, sure. What about it? He's like, well, are you getting paid any money for this? I'm like, no. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, and I said, I say, no. And then uh, I was like, no, this is totally charitable. He, he's like, well, you know, you have other musicians in your band with you. You need to support your musicians. I'm like, what? I'm not I'm not getting paid for this, man. Yeah. And then he, he had told me that he talked to you and was like, and, and, and I was just like, well, like this was all agreed upon by all of us that no one's making any money. Like, yeah. Honestly, if I, if I could do anything with my life, it's, it's to have some type of organization where I literally don't need the money mm-hmm. and, and you could be a hundred percent transparent about it. And I think mm-hmm. that was like a small piece of it because I didn't take a penny from right. anything. None of us did. None of yeah. us did, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and uh, actually even the walk with me project that we did for our, our friend's wheelchair, I was given a thousand dollars to do that yeah. by our friend Mark. Right. When, right. And 
and Mark said to me like, no, keep the money. I was like, no, no, take the money back because mm -hmm. I don't want to have anything to do with anybody mm -hmm. else's money. Mm -hmm. You know, and he wanted to make that a donation. So I was like, mm -hmm. if you want to give it a donation, give it to her yourself. I don't want it to have anything to do with this project. Thanks, Mark, by the way. Yeah, Marky Bungan, freaking yeah. uh, modern day saint, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I, I think for me, like, I, I could have just kind of let this resentment go on and on. And, and I have, you know, I have in my mind. I'm like, you know what? That's that's not cool. Like, that was something that we had done together. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when I look back on it, like, you were one of the, I, I can't think of anybody else who's been my friend for a longer period of time. And maybe not the closest every every year. Right. But consistently since i was 17 to now i'm 39 that's a long freaking time mm -hmm. you know the hours i probably have not had as many hours of conversation that i've had with you with anybody else besides my wife mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and so i thought to myself you know what i can carry this resentment and say you know what cancel this person you know i don't see them much anyway or i can say you know what this person has been of value in my life let me express this because it's also not fair you know, for you, if you don't know how I feel about things, if you're my friend, like I would, if, if it was the other way around, I'd, I would, I would desperately want you to tell me if you had a beef with me, mm -hmm, you know, because mm -hmm. if you, I think what happens way too many times, especially in the circles that we've run in, uh, by circles, I mean like the communities right, and, right, right. is, uh, people have these beefs with people and just trash talk the person yeah. behind their back like yep. oh this person said this and, and i can't stand that yeah but it it it's it so it's so viral yeah. you know and uh it's it's terrible yeah. you know I actually had um this was a it's funny i had I had a, a beef with uh someone else in the community mm -hmm. and you know this person was joking around with me i was joking back with them and then one joke i said made them really offended right and yeah. and so they came back with a really harsh thing basically told me to commit suicide that that that, that was their comeback and i'm like yo that was not the game that we were playing you were right. calling me stupid i was calling you fat i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you don't tell me to kill myself after yeah, you get offended yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and so afterwards i told him like listen this is my beef with you you know uh, i haven't talked to him since but that's because that person is not valuable enough yeah. for me to yeah. it's funny try that to you're talking form about that. that relationship you yeah. know and, and I've been asked from our friend Christian, like, oh, why don't you talk to so-and-so and try to hash it out? I'm like, there's nothing to hash out. Like, he didn't have much value at the time. Uh, my life has been fine, you know? Mm -hmm. But I, I think one thing with our relationship is that it's not, I mean, of course we had great conversations and I think we grew a lot together in our, those like formative 20s, you know? Mm -hmm. But also the music. I, mm. I've played in several bands since we haven't been playing music, right? But um, the music itself was it wasn't just between us like, Oh yeah, we were great. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people really felt the music, you know? Right. Right. Um, you were really great at putting music together. And, and I think on, on my end, I was really great at, uh, making it come to life like rhythmically, yeah. you know? And mm -hmm. so there was like a real synergy there and I'm like, man, what a waste. What oh, a waste. I, say, for I this think to that go all away. the time. Yeah. 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 You know, as, as much as I, as I would say to you, like, Oh man, I, I would do this if I was in your shoes or whatever. But even between us, like, mm -hmm we have the potential to do something and I'm sitting here like, oh man, what a waste. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, my resentments are not going to help that. You right, know, if right, I have right. these resentments, then there's just no hope in that. And mm -hmm. it's funny because you said, uh, do you still have your music equipment? And I have it all in my closet. Mm -hmm. And literally it's just for the, for the idea that maybe. The just in case. Just in case mm -hmm. Tom Park is like, you know what? I'm I'm 100% down. Like it's not even for anybody else. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I have friends that play music, but like I'm not banking on them to make it something consistent yeah. yeah 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 you know um but somewhere in my mind i'm like no man like 
once Tom wants to do this thing, like I have everything ready to go. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's weird. I could, I probably could sell everything and make a good 5k, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but I don't. So anyway, long winded way to say is that's, that's where I was coming from. And this is again, mostly my problem, but, uh, in your relationship is that important in my life that I wanted to discuss it. Cause I could be like, uh, I'm out. I get no respect. I'm out of this, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is too easy. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I don't want to be like that. And the reason to have this record is that I wanted to see that to, for, I wanted other people to see that this is something that you can do. You mm-hmm. know, like if you have a beef with someone, just like talk to them like a normal human being Exactly. and express it, you know? Exactly. I, 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 well, number one, I appreciate the fact that you're telling me this because in my mind, the, the reason why, well, number one, I knew that you were credited for author of life mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I knew you played a role in it. I just didn't know to what extent because I remember at some point I wrote down the lyrics like it could have been like on a cardboard, you know, or a piece of paper, whatever, something random and or it was all crumpled up. And I remember opening it up like when, um, you know, my wife and I, when we were moving, I found like a lot of old lyrics that I just never got to, you know, telling you know certain people when they were getting married that i would you know write a song for them and stuff like that and i never got to it because you know life just took over and things were really difficult but um i remember finding those lyrics and i said oh snap in your new place when yeah like yeah when oh, we moved that's but then crazy. but then i was just like i i i don't even know where it is now because like we were just moving and i just opened it up and said hey look oh my gosh those are the lyrics and i showed her i was like look and so i just put it away i don't even know where it is anymore but I, that's, that's what registered in my mind. It's like, wow, I wrote these lyrics a long time ago. Mm. I knew you played a role in it. I just didn't know to what extent. And so I'm glad you're telling me this now because now it makes more sense. And if anybody is hearing this, you know, especially, you know, the whole, you know, interview that I did, you know, know that Solomon Abuzid pretty much wrote the song or like helped write the song for sure. It's not, to, to be honest with you, it's not even so much like, uh, credit, credit, credit. It's just that it's it sparked that thing yeah, in me, you know. Yeah, so like yeah, I know, yeah. like why is it? Why do I have this, such this drive that I'm willing to cut someone off for it? Right. I appreciate that. That is nice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and believe me, like if there's anything that I have not given you credit for, which I doubt. I think I, I think I over credit you, yeah. <laughs> dude. I over credit you all the time. It's just I don't know. Maybe it just kind of glances over your bald head. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, you know, uh, I just I'm in constant need for attention and and uh, um, and uh, self assurance. You know, because of my own issues, which I, I'm familiar Sorry, with. Man. We we all have our own issues. Oh, we all have our own oh, issues. But tough. um, but no, like you know, just listening to you now and you know going back, you know, to everything that we did together. Talking about value. Value is actually something that I had talked to, uh, to Mel about. So my wife is my wife's name is Melanie, and uh, amazing we, woman by the way. She amazing. is an amazing woman. That's why I married her, and I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. And I don't know why, but she said yes. Uh, but, <laughs> can I just stop you before you continue? The way you sang for her at your wedding. Yeah. yeah. You know what I thought of when you were singing for her wedding? Hmm. Uh, just if, if anyone doesn't know this, Tom is a baseline uh, amazing singer. Passion is a different story. Yeah. You turn that on and you turn that off if and when. When it's needed. Yeah. <laughs> and the way you sang that night, you know the image I had in my head? Mm. You know in uh, Bad Boys when they're driving to that wall and they're in Will Smith's Porsche 
and the guy's driving yeah, the other, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. and then they and it's Martin Lawrence driving. Yeah. And then after they get through, Will Smith is like, "Now that's how you drive. That's how. You, where's this been? When I heard you at the wedding, I was like, I know. where the freaking hell has yeah. this Tom Park been? Yeah. Okay, you're so. you're you're not the only person that said that <laughs> till this day. And one of the things, like I said, I always like to do things where I'm able to share with others. That wedding was supposed our wedding was supposed to be a time where we could share that with everybody as much as we said to ourselves like this is for us this is our wedding like no one's going to deter us from having our wedding it's like we also thought everyone's going to have such a great time like we we put everything in place thank goodness you know for all the years of you know service and being a part of a community where we had to learn to organize and do things where we set up for like big events and things like that so that kind of helped out and you know Mel's super organized person but like that wedding itself you and like 50 percent of the other people that came to that wedding were all like that's one of the best weddings we've ever (laughs) been to in our entire lives and i was like thank you yeah you know like that that was the intention and so you know going back to the whole value thing right like i was talking to to melanie about it and when you had asked me to come on i was like Oh shoot! Like, what is this about? You know, like, did I do something again? Like, what? <laughs> what? I re- and it brought me back to the, what you had mentioned, where we, you know, went for a walk. And, yeah, you know, yeah. And I was like, what I do now? I didn't even do anything. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen this guy in like a year. Like, <laughs> what, what did I do? And so, like, when you, you know, you told me to come on, I told her about it, and you know, she, you know, had asked, you know, it's like, so how do you think he's doing? Have you talked to him lately? And I was like, not really. The last time I talked to him, you know, was you know during you know a a crazy time last year you know with the whole pandemic and stuff like that so i couldn't figure out but one of the words that popped into my head was the word value you know and i thought to myself like have we lost value for one another you know in our relationship not just us but just people in general people we haven't spoken to in a long time but obviously you know within our friendship obviously you know i I cherish our friendship, you know, and we, you know, we've gone through enough, you know, in each other's lives where, you know, we've been able to celebrate, but also go through hardships and stuff. And then of course, you know, our own comparisons or, you know, parallel world worlds where we deal with within our own families. It's like, you know, there, there is a big shared connection, but you know, I thought about that. Where is the value that exists within our relationship now? You know, obviously you said that, it you know our friendship or not friendship per se but our connection sort of you know got lost a little bit uh, after you got married or even after i got married you know and so i in my mind you know how i think i'm just a very simple-minded like i don't try to overthink things like i and i don't assume things because it is like the truth is the truth and so that's why i appreciate you know you coming or you asking me to come on to talk about this because i thought about that where is where does our value lie and there's no way that you know this conversation would have came to a point where you know we'd like beat each other up you, uh, know, you over... mean you beat me up because uh, that's pretty much what happened <laughs> i'd be laying in a pool of my own blood no no the last time <laughs> we got the, the last time we had any sort of altercation i think you were the one that was choking uh, me out you let me you let me put you in that position <laughs> okay. i i have a picture of it and i see the smile on your face and your smile is like listen here buddy like i'm letting you do this because yeah, it's your you were, birthday you were pretty tipsy what, 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 night, is so. that, what is that position called now it's like a full is it a full nelson uh, you had me in a full nelson and you had and your had my legs, legs wrapped, wrapped around, around me. So I was like, what kind of jujitsu move? Yeah, I, that's the only move I know. And when I got it on you, I was like, 
no, he's definitely letting me do this. I'm going to write this out. Take a picture <laughs> yeah, before it goes yeah, away. Yeah. Take a picture. Yeah. But yeah, so I I mean, the fact that I'm here and the fact that we're here, you know, it, it's it just means that, you know, there is that. And I feel like this word itself has been lost and a lot of people don't really understand. Maybe it's a whole cancel culture type thing, you know, whatever you want to blame it on. But it's loyalty. Yeah. And there is, you know, an extended you know, period of time, you know, that where people can be a little too loyal, right? Mm. But this is a type of loyalty that, you know, like has existed because of the values that we share with one another. And, you know, if you, should I just be completely honest? Is that, is that, yeah, I I demand complete honesty here. So... I, I'm not the type of person that gets butthurt about anything. You know, like I am mostly comic collected. Like you said, you know, during my wedding day, I let my emotions out and I let the music be what it was. And I was there to sing for my wife and to entertain and, and things like that. That's why the emotions came out the way they did. But most of the time, I'm pretty calm, collected, disciplined. You know, maybe it's because of what I do for a living and what I've grown up, you know, with all my life. My father was a disciplinarian. I got beat the heck up growing up, you know, and stuff like that. So I always had to learn to stay disciplined, you know, with how I act and how I do things. And so that it would be an example for other people too, not to act out, maybe my students and stuff like that. Um, But um, when, like all the, the kids, right, especially during their baptism, I remember you had asked these different families to be the godparents, right? I always thought one day that maybe perhaps I would end up being one, right? And so when you said this person, you know, they have a family, they have children, so they, they understand the, the, the flow or the, I guess, the meaning behind, you know, that part of having a family, which is why we asked them to, you know, be one of your child's godparents. And then another one comes along and then, and then, you know, another one, you know, comes along and, you know, I'm just kind of like, all right, well, you know, I, I get it, you know, like maybe it, it, I, I wasn't married, you know, for two of them or. Well, no, I don't, I don't think you were married for any of them. Were you really? married? Were you married? I don't think you were married when Annika, when Naomi was born either. Oh, okay. I don't well, think so. How, okay. long, how long are you married now? It's three and a half years. So maybe, maybe Annika was just born. May, may, oh, no, not Naomi. Anna. Maybe Naomi, she was just Naomi, born. Naomi yeah, was yeah, just yeah. born. Naomi yeah, but you're right. Born. You're right. Yeah. So that, you know, was something where, again, I don't get butthurt about anything. But, you know, it was there was a little bit inside of me that was kind of like, well, I mean, okay, I guess, you know, maybe there's not enough value that I carry in terms of my knowledge and wisdom well, for. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It, 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 it think it's, it's me having resentments that have kind of piled up. And that I've never spoken to you about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what it is. You know how you mentioned that you were writing songs for everybody's wedding? Yeah. I'm his best friend. I know. Why didn't he write me a song? Right. And like the people that you wrote songs for, I'm like, yo, I'm way closer to Tom than these people. Right, right. Like, why didn't he write me a song? Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, I hadn't written songs for a lot of people like long before you and Arlene got married. Like, I kind of stopped it. Ray and Mary Grace got married around that time. I didn't write them a song. I thought you did. No, I didn't. No way. No. Oh, I just I assumed didn't. that. See, yeah. you see what my resentful yeah. mind does? It creates <laughs> memories. Yeah. You know, there were there were just like a few a few things that just all compiled, and I'm like, no. Yeah. 
and and uh, and I, of course, the, but the first two kids for sure. We mm-hmm. want we wanted to make sure that they were married yeah. Catholic couples. Yes. You know that yes, that was yes. the idea. Because I mean, I've had you know other people like so why don't I, and they'll joke around like why don't you have me be a godparent like well you're not married yeah also you yeah. don't go to church right. <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, yeah. you're asking me a godparent to a catholic child yeah. you better be going to church every sunday and twice during the week mm-hmm. you know it is, mm-hmm. um but yeah that was definitely in picking godparents are super difficult because then i'm also doing that with arlene but but i think yeah. a lot of it had to do with like my resentment that i never talked and it's tough man because i'm just you know last year was a big change for me in terms of like this um you know, I, I say this, but it sounds foofy, but I feel like I had this kind of spiritual life awakening. Like, mm-hmm. all, like I was a certain way up until last year in my life. Mm-hmm. And I look back at the way I lived my life prior to, and yes, some of it was good. A lot of it was good, but there was a lot of things that I, I could have corrected. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know the knowledge. I didn't mm-hmm. have the knowledge that I was mm-hmm. passive aggressive, you know? Uh, I knew that I got angry, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that I was this yes person, but then inside was always angry mm-hmm. when I would say yes mm-hmm. to something or when I would say, no, no, it's okay. You didn't offend me. But inside I'm like, yeah, I want to cut you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. So it's like, now I'm, I'm like having this, like almost like a, a rehabbing of my life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like the way I approach people. And so like with the word value, like who is valuable in my life? Like I, I, I truly know like who is a value of my life. And what kind of sucks is with that is not everyone within that sphere of value gets along with each other, which is kind of a bummer, Yeah, you know, but, um, but the ones that are in my life, it doesn't matter uh, if they have value, then they have value. And so I want to, you know, at minimum, keep that value at, at best, you know, grow that value, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. put it in the bank, let it collect interest. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I want to do. I mean, uh, you know, I was thinking like, what would be the outcome of this? Well, I think <clears throat> the one outcome is that, you know, you, you know my heart, I know yours, yeah. and, and that we can still remain friends. You know, part, mm-hmm. part of my, my one fear was just like, oh, well, joking around, he's going he's gonna to knock me out, and this will never get aired. <laughs> uh, but the other fear was like, he won't be receptive to this, and he's going to say, oh, you're too sensitive. Ah, this is why I can't deal with you. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> uh, that's why I strategically planned dinner. So, <laughs> feed me burgers feed you couldn't me. say no to burgers and fries you know like <laughs> like i can't but um i mean but my hope is i still have this crazy crazy dream that we're still going to do something with music and i and, and i think yeah. you and i are different from like these old washed up folk who right, are like yeah. no remember we used to be a band and we used to play real yeah, great music yeah, and yeah. Uh, i don't know why i made him sound like that yeah, but yeah <laughs> that, uh, am i getting in trouble for that <laughs> All right, whatever. That's, You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> but, but I still have this thing, like, uh, you know, and and I think I I've I've tried to kind of like revive that, you know, and I think over the pandemic I tried to do this, like, hey, when this is over, let's set this date. Uh, I think it was for October, mm-hmm. and I had it in my calendar. I had invites for you on my iCal mm-hmm. and and the twins, and it didn't happen. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm tired of being always the one pushing the the group to do something. But in talking with my wife about this, Arlene, I realized. I'm so resentful about that role, but I'm good at that role. And that's what I do. If I plan something, I make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it doesn't matter the person's level of motivation at the time. Uh, it's my job to get that person motivated, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just like with the 10 cities thing. I mean, what we did that CD, we did the recordings in a night, on no, a weekend. On a weekend, yeah. And, and I was the one that was up doing all the- In a basement. The, yeah, in the basement. Yeah. Uh, my mom sold that house, by the way, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of tough uh, driving by uh, exit cow. nine on uh, on the turnpike and wow. knowing I have no roots there anymore. Wow. Yeah, it's weird, but uh, but yeah, that was 
probably the last musical thing. No, I, I think I did do something else with, with the band that I was playing for mm-hmm. afterwards. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, we were there for a weekend with a bunch of guys and I was the one at the computer doing all the recording mm-hmm. and, uh, people were tired, you know, people would nap, come yep. back and do their piece. Yep. I'm still up there and I was jacked up over it. And that's what lights me up. So I think that's one thing I, I, I should really be, um, apologizing for is for not taking up that position. Cause I, I think in my mind, I wanted other people to be as motivated as well, I was. No. And that's, that's where I will say in, in my mind, I was also kind of the same way too. Like where you were doing a lot of the, uh, the organizational aspect of it all. And for me, I knew that I couldn't handle that portion so i knew the best thing i could do was to come as creative as possible and try to you know go go with more of the the music side of things and but i i'm exactly on the same page as you like when it came to like other people weren't as motivated where you know i i'm pretty sure it took both it took a toll on both of us where we're just kind of like why are we doing everything i think so yeah and it it didn't even it just have to do with music it also had to do with moving things like we were the freaking what the 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 roadies roadies? yeah we were the roadies yeah and like it, it got to a point where it's like why do we keep doing everything you know like and and then the thing is people just had one you know one foot in one foot out and yeah we were always like all in all in all in and then of course you know we just get you know knocked down and yeah. so uh, but i i was comp- even now like what you're talking about like you're holding on to stuff like i'm holding on to stuff too and where it's like one day maybe it'll happen i yeah. guess you know it's just oh, i thought you meant holding on to resentments oh, you no, mean no, holding no. on to the, yeah, the music, the music. Yeah, 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 but yeah. you know holding on to resentments too <laughs> you know that could be a thing also but I, i'm not a i'm not a big resentful type person you know me i mean i'm just not like that because i i try to be as optimistic as i can you know i i feel like i've become a little more pessimistic but the the optimistic side of me doesn't the, the overcomes that pessimism and so yeah. like even with what we're talking about now like i I've I have this optimistic feeling. This thing always re- reoccurs. Like it, it always comes back. Where we we're we're not doing anything. Let, let's talk about music. We're not doing anything with music, and then we start talking about it, and then you know that fire starts to get lit again every time, every single time. And then you know I blame it on the pandemic last year. Like we had talked about it in the beginning of the year, where we were like, "Yo, we should get together. Let's get, you know." let's get guys together and start doing something again because number one we don't really have to do it to make money from it or anything like that we just do it because we love music and that we are able to again for me personally share that gift and and i believe that we all still have it you know it's it's like one of those things where you're just riding a bike and you know you just get it afterwards and so i might be might not be as I guess well trained as I was or well seasoned because you know I haven't sang in like forever my voice right now you could tell is a lot deeper than it used to be and so like even me just talking to you right now it, it my vocal cords I, I really need to work it out mm-hmm. and so I over time have had the fear like remember when I broke my thumb yeah yeah and I told you I had that fear it's like, oh crap! The first thing I thought, of, am I going to be able to play There's the like guitar? A ton again? of doctors for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this last guy that I I went to is now you know checking out my knee, so he's pretty good. But anyway, that's besides the point. But yeah, so like the the thumb, the first thing that popped into my mind was, dang, I'm gonna, am I going to be able to play the guitar? Like this sucks. Like and so like it put fear in me. I was just like, no, I I need this. I need my thumb. And so like in that same way, I was like, no. I need to start playing again. I need to start singing again because 
if I don't, I'm going to lose it. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, if you want to base it on our beliefs, you know, especially, you know, within our faith, it's like, you know, if you don't use your gift, he'll take it away. Yeah. And so it's what's like, the point of having yeah, it? Exactly. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, gosh. But like, I think that's happened. I, I think it's happened. Like for, I mean, even drums, like I, I'm not, I'm definitely nowhere as good as I was, I don't know, even five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I was listening to recordings from the band that I've been most recently playing with. And I'm like, yo that drummer is good mm. that drummer is not me like mm. I, I could not play what I was hearing on the recording granted also the recording engineer was amazing and told me straight up like yeah I had to do a lot of work on your recording <laughs> <laughs> my friend Jaime mm-hmm. um, but I mean that's why I started picking up piano because I'm like I, I can't I think my whole thing was I can't be reliant on someone else for music and same I, and, 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 yeah. and um, it's frustrating as a drummer because I mean I have all this emotional stuff I want to put out and, and with um and I, I don't see I don't say emotional like in the terms of like I, I want to make people cry, but it's like when I write a song, it's it's really like a like a, a prayer. It's yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah. It's, it's really for me like every song is like a like a prayer, and it's like a conversation that God and I have. It may it may not sound like straight up like religious or whatever, mm-hmm. but if you listen to the context of the words, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so. Uh, I mean, I can't do that on drums. And it's only so often that I can get a melody on guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, I might stumble upon it and I'm not a great guitar player. So so I said, you know what, let me actually learn music. So I think in a way, I mean, it, it might've been beneficial because I mean, if I can get better at the piano, I can learn music better and actually be of more value on the creative side of things too. But I think in terms of value, one thing that I've realized as an adult is like the friends that you value you have to plan time, you oh, know, yeah. oh, right? And like, yeah, it just, I was gonna it get just to doesn't that. happen anymore, yeah. you know? And yeah. like the few really good friends I have, like every couple months, we're like, when's the next time we're getting together? Yeah. And actually even like, uh, you, you know, for our friends, Jimmy and Sherelle, like mm-hmm. when we meet up with them, we make a date for the next time mm. as we're as we're ending leaving, mm. you know, uh, as we're ending ha- a hangout. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, I mean, one of like the best outcome for me would be like, all right, this this uh often this time this many times in the year this many times every you know every every so many weeks we get together and do a music thing you know Mm -hmm. and even if it's just you and i you know for now because i think that's really the heart of it you know if if you and i can get stuff down but at the same time if there's no content you know and i think that's that's the piece where you're where you you know that's like your role is to come with that kind of artistic content i mean and it could be so that like just like with author of life you know I, I send you an email with lyrics and you're like and then you jenga it all together and you make it a song and i was i mean when i did tell our friend uh that i'm like it was awesome to have those lyrics mm-hmm. like come to life i mean yes i was saying that in a passive aggressive way yeah, but yeah. also it's it is awesome i mean because mm-hmm. how many people doodle words mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. then nothing ever it stays in a notebook or a journal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then i was able to do that and uh with the limited musical ability i have you know i'm writing it as if someone was going to sing it Mm -hmm. and yeah and it's not perfect but then you able to come in and and like edit it words the the groupings of of the words Mm -hmm. the the intonations the melody you know amazing so i i think um yeah i mean that's something that i would i really encourage you to do is is don't don't lose it man because you have a a very very rare talent I, i really besides you uh, uh, maybe uh, Tim, Tim, not maybe, but definitely Tim Margiotta, yeah. especially in the, the in the Catholic music space. Yeah, there there is no one doing this. You know, it's funny because I wished him a happy birthday during his birthday, and uh, he was like, you know, my my birthday wish is to have a collaboration with you, you know, one of these days. And I was just like, let's make it happen. Yeah, it, it got to the point where I was like, I'm tired, 
I guess you know it, it's it's a phrase you might have heard. I'm sick and tired of being sick, sick and tired. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like I hear that every day at yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I, I'm I'm I was getting to that point where I'm like I'm just tired of always being like, hey, Leah, let's make it happen, and then yeah. nothing happens. You yeah. know, and obviously you know we were sidetracked by you know this whole pandemic, but like when when things start to get back more to normalcy, like I really want something to happen, like for real this time. Number one for myself, yes. Number two for us, so to speak. But I really want to do it for for my wife. You mm-hmm. know, she's always like, "You never play anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're boring." You know, like she'll mm-hmm. make she'll crack jokes about it. But she's it, there's she's being serious. She's like, one of the reasons why I fell in love with you is because of your music, your voice, your your instrument that you. You know, you your body that's an instrument. You know, you you the stuff that comes out of your mouth when you sing is like you don't see that when you just look at me, right? Mm. Like I get that. You know, I don't have the appearance of a person that can sing that way or or play that way or something like that, but I do. Mm. And so I'm trying to come now with more of a how do you say confidence rather than always sort of you know being um what's the word i'm looking for like uh reserved Mm -hmm. i guess and so yeah i mean i i'm i will tell you this right now like i'm ready to do something when the time comes because i'm just it's gotten too it's gone too far to the point where now like it's not just about fear either it's just more about being able to share the gift again like i want to be able to share it again and it's what you said before it's like we didn't do any of this to make money from it like we really loved music and we enjoyed it and you know all now all the emotions you know kick in where we're talking about fear we're talking about excitement we're talking about joy and happiness you know what what the talent and the gifts and like stuff like that like that all comes together you mm-hmm. know so why not you know let's let's do something with it so i'm telling you like right now over the microphone we need to do something. Like That's so. also one of my reasons for doing this on a recording. Yeah. Is now it's now it's, it's going to be out on the interwebs <laughs> for all of eternity. Yeah. And when you get to the pearly gates and God says, hey, man, what's yeah. up with that recording you said you're going to do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I never said that. Well, from the Upstream <laughs> podcast with Salmon Like the Fish on uh, August 1st, 2021, I beg to differ. <laughs> At about one hour and 16 minutes you said <laughs> such and such and he plays back to you the recording mm. no but I, I think um one thing too is uh again i think mindset wise like i would this doesn't have to wait you know yeah, like yeah. it doesn't have to be like when the time comes it's like you got to make it happen like even this stuff like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this whole podcast thing like it, it wasn't something that i was like oh you know when i get the motivation to do it it was just like no no i feel that this is something in me that has to come out mm-hmm. so almost like kind of like you got to vomit, you know, and mm-hmm. you just got to find the mm-hmm. toilet or mm-hmm. you got to find the whatever. And that's kind of a crude example, but like, it just has to come out. There's no, there's no waiting, you know, it just mm-hmm. can't wait because the thing is, uh, you have no idea whose life would be saved from hearing your song. Yeah. You know, you yeah. really have no clue. I mean, if someone could, you know, sadly sad to say, I mean, there have, uh, well, here, I, here, uh, here's, here's a funny thing. So just a couple days ago, um, somebody had uh messaged me i think on instagram or something like that and they said that they used hope in you mm-hmm. the one of the songs that we yeah. made they used hope in you as their flyer for their next upcoming event no way and i was like who was this person someone uh, that you knew? i don't know if you ever met her oh she but was, someone within the community yeah someone within the community uh-huh. and um you know she was like 
she just she sent it to me sent the flyer and then said you know we we used your lyrics uh to you know create a theme for our conference and i was like oh snap yeah and that song itself has popped up so many times i'm sure you've heard it too and like it's popped up so many times and how long ago did we write that song? You yeah. know, it's like, it, it was like, you know, what's funny is I've heard people cover it like songs that we've done mm-hmm. and I'm always like nervous that someone's going to do it better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope that somebody does it better, but no, I'll be but, honest uh, with you. It's I'll be honest with you. I, I haven't heard yet anybody yeah. do it better, <laughs> but I mean, oh, maybe right now they'll We're destroy it. But, <laughs> that's not Christian. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's crazy. Uh, something that's like intangible, like you can't hold it in your hand. Yeah. But it has such an impact on somebody. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I think there's still more to come. Um, you know Matthew Kelly. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what Matthew Kelly says is uh, this really struck me about uh, what being a saint is because I always thought that as like a lofty, hyper pious Catholic mm-hmm. goal. Like I'm gonna be a saint. Like oh no man. Like you're not that special to be a saint. Yeah, that that's that was kind of the, the the kind of thought I would have about being a saint. Like no, you just are who you are, and if you become it, you become it. Right. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Kelly says, um, uh, the way to be a saint is, is to be the best version of yourself. Yes. Yeah. I've heard that. And yeah. that I was just like the best version. Cause that always gets put in like this pop culture, self-motivation to be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But the best version of yourself mm-hmm. would be doing music passionately when yeah. you wanted yeah. at will, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, working and making a living for yourself otherwise, and the best version of myself would be probably, you know, I feel this real hole in my life from mm-hmm. music. Uh, again, that's why I'm doing the piano because I'm, mm-hmm. I feel so disconnected to it that I'm, I'm really starting bare bones with this. But um, yeah, it doesn't have to wait. It's funny. Tim actually reached out to me during the pandemic and mm-hmm. tried to do. He was trying to do music stuff, mm-hmm. and so he had sent me one song that he had did years ago, and because of that, he he wanted me to put drums on it. So I broke out all my recording equipment, all my mics, and all this kind of stuff, and I and I did it. But I mean, Tim's a very busy guy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So uh, to wait and just like me, like to wait on somebody else, you can't like because then it holds up your own gift. Yeah, you know, definitely. So I don't know. Maybe while we have dinner, mm-hmm. uh, burgers and fries. Uh, it's not Shake Shack, but it's the closest you can get from home. <laughs> uh, maybe we talk about kind of planning. You know, yeah. whether we record down. once every month, once I'm every down. two months. Maybe I drop this whole podcast thing all together and just go full in on the music. Who knows? Depends on how many songs you write. Nah, man. Because uh, nah, man. People we'll need this. This is this is as needed. You know, the, <laughs> if a topic comes up, then we talk. You know, yeah. I, actually, it was funny. I was supposed to talk with uh, John Aventuna about PTSD. Okay. That okay. was supposed to be the topic today, but he canceled. So this was really uh, um, well. Okay. He went away on vacation. Okay, so okay. this was totally uh, kind of God's timing, I think. Yeah. You know, to let it happen well, today. I'm thankful. And uh, I appreciate you not judo chopping me, and no, uh, and being willing to to talk about this because this is this again not easy but very fruitful I think yeah, very fruitful right? very fruitful yeah and honest yeah truthful yeah. I like that that's yeah. the way that's the way it should be to be honest and we did it without hookah which is amazing yes which is good yes I haven't smoked hookah in years now you you would love my neighbor. <laughs> no i'm done yeah, i'm yeah, off the you're sauce done, you're done i'm off the sauce <laughs> all right man well thank you so much and uh let's go eat yes thank you up until this point in our lives we've done the best we could with what we've known hopefully today we've come to learn something new so we can be better to give better thank you for joining us for this episode of upstream be sure to follow us on instagram at the dot upstream podcast and join us every other tuesday for fresh content until then Just keep swimming, friends.